0: America, my name is i Se I come to you live every Monday and Thursday. Monday I do a relationship show trying to help you not screw up your life with respect to your relationships and intimate relationships especially. And on Thursday I do a more politics show and today I'm going to talk about how the, there's a big hope industry. There's a, a lot of money that get, changes hands based on how to manage your hope and police your hope. And I say this because I was reminded of a Sandy Darity article. Sandy Derity is a professor at Duke University. He studies um, racial economics and how economics is racialized in the United States. and wealth disparities are racialized in the United States based on capital outlays and government policies and how that all works out. Sandy Darity does good work. He wrote a piece on Obama a few years back, a few years back, about how Obama betrayed black America insofar as he didn't advocate for the quality of policies that would have actually made Black people hold and secured Black people justice. And, you know, you can say, well, you know, he had a Republican Congress, and that wasn't really his job to advocate for Black people. But insofar as Black justice claims in, Amer- in America are American justice claims, um, because we are Americans, <laughs> um, we it's perfectly within the purview of the president to advocate for Black people to get their the justice claims. And even if he had a Republican Congress, he could have made the argument because it turns out, and there he goes to the argument, public opinion on these issues changes. It changes based on culture. So even if you don't have the votes in the Congress as it stands, you can put your pedal to the metal uh, in terms of trying to change culture. You can dedicate an entire State of the Union address, for example, um, to the issue. So black people aren't, al- ex- aren't al- expected. To hope that their black president, that the United States black president is going to advocate for reparations for black people, right? This is the guy who ran on hope and change and then spent eight years telling black people what they couldn't hope for and what he can't do and what they can't even ask him to do or ask him to advocate for. Like I said, I would have been happy with advocacy. Because if you can't, if you don't have the votes to get the policy, then you do. Nobody, nobody muzzles the president, right? If you don't have the votes to get the policy, you still have the pulpit to change public opinion. Zelensky has got more hope for like a zillion dollars. <laughs> Zelensky has is supposed to have hope to get an entire um, uh, money printing machine delivered to his 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 hideout than than black people have to get a house. And I think that's ridiculous, right? So uh, hope is policed and managed, right? So if you are, you know, a black pessimist and you think that racism is permanent in the United States, and there's good reason to believe why that is the case, all of a sudden you're not allowed to talk about that because you're you're too pessimistic. You can't be. You have to be. Ho- you have to be hopeful. But if you talk about hoping that your political leaders actually make the case for reparations, you are naive, and you can't expect. You can't even hope that your political um, advocates actually advocate for your political interests, right? So it's a ridiculous place. What we have to hope for is somehow Black banks, that giving, putting money into Black banks will somehow lead to Black community-wide uplift. And that's ridiculous because turns out that Black banks are under the same fiduciary responsibilities as non-Black banks, which means that their capital, they have to make loans insofar as they can make loans, to the quality of capital interest that will pay them back. It's all done by an algorithm. So it doesn't matter if you bank black or, you know, bank with Wells Fargo or whatever. It all goes to the same people, right? And, but we're supposed to hope that somehow black banks are supposed to do it and somehow there's going to be a black Wall Street, right? So that's the kind of hope we're allowed to have, a feckless hope, a hope that empirically shows that it's not supposed to work right so be careful of the people who are paid to manage your aspirations and what you can hope for for example if some people are out there telling parents that their kids can compete with my kids your kids cannot compete with my kids unless you've been doing what I've been doing and like I've been I'm a smart guy who's been serious about raising kids for the last you know 10 years I have a 10 and 8 and a 6 year old uh, Your kids are not going to be able to compete with my kids. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. It's it's maybe it's like it's not it's not a relevant hope. What you should hope for is that um, we get the quality of policies that will secure the quality of education for your kids that I've been able to secure for my kids, and that means and that's an education that's not um, developed by an institution. If I had to depend on institutions to teach my kids, either the white ones or the black ones, it wouldn't work. But like they have a, they have a father who actually cares about fatherhood, who actually also cares about books. So it turns out that, you know, while everybody else was on Zoom school, I was schooling my kids very well. And there's a, there's the the illusion that you can hope. To compete with them based on what are based on nothing is is just that an illusion is a con to get you racing them rats on the hamster wheel and then being sad when you know kids like my kids like, destroy your kids right your kids were never in the game it's not your fault and i say this and a lot of people get all doom and gloom on um uh when i talk like this because they feel like i'm just giving them negative negative uh feedback what i'm telling what i'm doing is is sounding a warning light for those people who, with, who are without kids and without spouses and without a politics about what to watch for so you don't end up chum, so that you don't end up, um, uh, you know, squandering your aspirations on something you had no right, to, you really didn't have reason to to, to, to hope, right? And, and so that you can advocate for the conditions that will allow your hopes to be l- responsible. It shouldn't be irresponsible for you to hope to buy a house. But honestly, if you look at this housing market, and if you look at your finances and your networks, you it's probably an irresponsible hope to, 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 to buy a house without um, advocating for a kind of government policy while that will secure that people without access to $200,000 as a down payment can, um, can get a house. All right, so... There's a philosopher by the name of Immanuel Kant who said that there are a few big questions that real serious thinkers engage. One of them is what you can know. The other is what you, could, what you should do. The third is what you can hope for. And the latter is what does it mean to be a human being. And the fourth is what does it mean to be a human being. The third question, what we can hope for, is one that gets short shrift in literature and also does a lot of work on our aspirations. Not just our aspirations, that, that would be almost autologist. Um It does a lot of work on our political advocacy because if you can manage what black people are allowed to hope for, that's, you've done a lot to kind of um, uh, neuter what could be a radical and, and appropriately uh, transformational black politics. So be careful of people who are tasked with managing your hope. Because either they'll manage it with, like, blowing smoke up your butt like Oprah did for 20 years, talking about your vision boards and manifest it, which is a form of manifesting your hope in a wholly irresponsible way. Or they'll manage it like Obama did and said the best you can hope for uh, with respect to um, political reparations, talk. Not even actions. Talk is nothing. Um, And the best you can hope for is just electing me. Instead of, the best you can hope for out of political policy is getting more black faces in high places and, and, and just being happy with that, managing hope that way. So that a victory for him personally and individually is somehow a victory for black people. Um, that's, that was what he would hope for. That, that is what he taught us we should hope for. We should hope for more success stories. Not like success for the 20 million black people who, you know, descendants of or 40 million black people, descendants of chattel slavery who who, um, who deserve a fair cut in the United States. So what we can hope for is a product that is managed as much as anything else. The people who tell you you can hope for the peace of heaven rather than... Um, justice in this real world they're managing your hope and they're just trying to you know uh secure the bag for themselves we need justice in the united states and any religion that's not like serious about securing justice in the united states through love or anything else is is not um and and through justice that means through justice claims so that kind of love isn't going to look like what you've taught love is going to supposed to look like um is is a misplaced hope? Is a is a strategy? Is an ideology that's been force fed on you to manage your political advocacy, right? So Obama, as a guy who ran on hope and change, and then spent eight years telling black people not to hope for nothing, and then calling the black people who said like, well, you can't hope for anything, uh, pessimistic, like somehow Afro pessimism has been stigmatized by the same people who say that black people shouldn't advocate for reparations. Which is, I think, fascinating. Because, <laughs> because if you think that the only way that black people can be made whole, which those to believe uh, can get in the game as a community, not like individual outliers, but as a community, is through um, reparative government policy that created wealth for a lot of other people in the United States. Then... Um, But, but you can't advocate for that because that's somehow an irrational hope. But saying that anything else is going to lead to the history of the United States, which is a history of racial subordination, and continued and, and, and sustained and, persever- and and sustained racial subordination into the future, that's somehow over unduly pessimistic. That is, is a ridiculous place um, to, to pigeonhole black people. So they'll have you chasing solutions that even if they're enacted won't work, like black banking um, or like just working harder. You're already behind my kids. Like unless your 10-year-old is already behind my 10-year-old in a way that's going to take probably 10 years for you to, to catch up. And by that time, you know, my kid's not stopping. <laughs> right? So she'll, she'll be 20. Um, And I don't don't know what to tell you. Like, we need to be honest about the state of play. And we need to be honest about the need for substantive interventions. And we need to be honest that that is our hope. Substantive interventions. Because my kid's not the only one who's supercharged. Um, My kid's not the only one who's supercharged. But she is. And anyone who's telling you that, well, you know, if you just kind of try hard, you can compete with them. You can't. It's too late. Like, I've, 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 I've already. It's like putting your kids in a soccer league against Messi. (laughs) It's not gonna work. Um, No amount of hope is gonna change that. But it's a structural um, inequality that not not just led you to believe that your kid can compete, but that created such an inappropriate playing field. Um, and I'm just I'm just giving up the game. I'm telling you the truth because I want I want black people to win or at least get their cut and live good lives and not be confused and, uh, about the state of play. Um, by the way, if you appreciate what I'm doing, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com. Know that most likely I will um, use that money to, (laughs) to, I pour it I pour a lot of money right back into my kids, but it's good, my kids are awesome, and, uh, also the show takes money, and, you know, I'd like to, I mean, I'd like to get enough money to, uh, to hire someone to do, like, a lot of clips, um, and by the way, you know, some people have volunteered to do clips, thank you, send me an email, um, uh, you can find me on Twitter, and, and, and send me a, message on twitter if you want to do clips for me that would be helpful and uh thank you for your time and i will see you on monday talking about something completely different if you take anything from this show i want you to take the idea that managing black hopes is an entire industry people telling you what you can hope for and what you can't hope for is is an entire con because since we don't control our own media, we get our the content of our hopes from, you know, the media, <laughs> right, that doesn't necessarily have black justice in mind. Except for, you know, this is why, if you appreciate what I say, you have to pay for it because the corporate sponsors won't. All right. So thank you for your time, and I will see you on Monday. Peace.